the notes that George just sang when he went, this is bebop, even though you think it doesn't sound like that, is actually a sort of a twisted form of the theme of the... All right, who wants to dance to the bebop tango? Rick, Jane, Carl, Lana, Brenda, step right up. Oh, this here? This is bebop, even though you think it doesn't sound like that. Link your mind to the mind of George Duke when he plays those funny, fast little notes. Twitch around and have a good time. And not to Adagio. In Frank Zappa's powerhouse Live with Overdubs recording from late 1974 called Roxy and Elsewhere, we're treated to a wide range of signature Zappa compositional and performance features, including airtight rhythmic and melodic virtuosity, loose and jammy solos, whirling masses of wild improvisation that suddenly snap back to attention like one of those collapsing thumb-push toys, and then there are the wacky skits, the golden-voiced and sesquipedalian introductory and narrational remarks, the stylistic parodies, and yes, even some audience participation in the form of twitching around to funny fast little notes. Zappa had a way of pushing great culture into the ears and minds of his listeners. On the LP notes of his early 1968 album, We're Only In It For The Money, for instance, he beseeches the listener to hold off on spinning the final track, called The Chrome-Plated Megaphone of Destiny, until they've gone and read Kafka's short story In the Penal Colony. Instructions, by the way, that I followed to the letter when I first enjoyed the album. Zappa also wanted his audience to know about 20th century composers like Edgar Varese, for example. Not just by mentioning Varese's name in liner notes and in interviews, but by pulling those timbral and rhythmic influences into his own compositions, providing for those stubbornly conditioned ears of the public an intermediary stepping stone to perhaps someday get to the kernel of the real deal. In the real Frank Zappa book, Zappa's autobiography of sorts, he wrote about two modes of composition he flits between. The musically uncompromising, boy is this ever hard to play category, and the other category. Songs in which the intrigue resides in the lyrics rather than the music. On this album, you get some great moments of unyielding musical complexity, at breakneck tempos, no less. And such intrigue, penguins in bondage, badinage about the smoking of a high school diploma stuffed with a gym sock, and an expression of highest regard for the campy cheapness of monster movies. Cheaper the better. In the middle of the instrumental romp entitled Echidna's Arf of You, Zappa draws attention to percussionist Ruth Underwood, claiming that the whole time she's been thinking, what can I possibly do that will amaze everyone? It brings to mind for me another protean, and indeed proteinly titled Zappa album, Uncle Meat, from 1969, in which Ian Underwood, Ruth's then-husband, tells the listener of his first meeting with Zappa, his audition for the band, when Zappa asks him, what can you do that's fantastic? Go check out Roxy and Elsewhere, and then, when you love what you hear, hunt down a copy of the concert film of same, entitled Roxy, the Movie finally released after all this time in October of last year. If nothing else, take Zappa's advice to heart. If you can do something fantastic, whip it out. Oh, and um, register to vote. I'm Josh Rutner, and that's your album of the week. <laughs>